Hey, what's up, everybody? For your fix of fitness, health, life, and laughs, you know where it's at. That's right, it's at the podcast with your host, yours truly, Adam Pullman. In this controversial episode of the podcast, I just love what I get to do in this episode, and that is sit down and talk about why the ketogenic diet sucks. So in this episode, I break the whole thing down, the history of it, why I think it's awful, um, and why it's getting too much hype. So if you're interested in that, make sure you tune into this episode. Also, the Eat More, Get Leaner ebook, the ebook that I use to teach people how to improve their metabolism through resistance training uh, and proper nutrition is for free, available for download on the Pullman Fitness website. So if you go to Pullman, P-O-E-H-L-M-A-N-N, fitness.com, you'll be able to download that for free there. So make sure you go ahead and do that. If you are interested in coaching, there are a couple of coaching spots open right now. So if you don't know, the podcast is a part of Pullman Fitness. And at Pullman Fitness, what we do uh, is coach people uh, on a fitness and nutrition basis towards whatever health and fitness goals they have uh, remotely. So if you're interested in doing that and interested in looking into what coaching might look like for you, you can go to the same website and find out more about how it works. Anyway, uh, the question that was sent in today about the ketogenic diet was from the Instagram story. So if you have questions that you would like to be answered about health, fitness, nutrition in detail, find me on Instagram, Adam underscore Pullman Fit. Pullman is the same spelling as the website, P-O-E-H-L-M-A-N-N, and you give me a follow on there, and then every Sunday, I post a question box on my Instagram story for people to send in any sort of health and fitness, uh, nutrition questions, whatever uh, kind of questions they may have, and I pick whatever questions I think are great, and I answer those here on the show, so find me on Instagram, Adam underscore Pullman Fit, and look out for that question box on Sundays. Last thing before we start this episode, if you know someone that is doing the ketogenic diet for fat loss, or if you know someone that is trying to lose weight and they're trying to decide between this diet and that diet, or if you yourself are familiar or going through the ketogenic diet, make sure you share this episode with your friends and family. So it's super easy on Spotify. You can just share it straight to your social media stories, your social media pages, send it via text, whatever you'd like to do. But if you know someone that is going through this diet or has gone through this diet and needs to hear this, make sure you share this episode with them. Spread the love, share this episode. That's all I've got for you guys. Let's talk about why this diet sucks so much. All right, so the question that came from uh, the the question box on my Instagram story is from Lauren Christine 274 and the question is, wait, why do you hate on keto so much? Two question marks. And what's a better alternative? So I'm really glad that this question came up because that's something that I think that I get... um, tagged for or uh, misrepresented for is is hating on things so much and saying that uh, they will never work, they're not good, you should never do them whatsoever. Um, and so it's good for me to get these questions because on the show, I can then explain you know where I'm coming from and what I mean by that. So if you've been following me for a while, like this, this girl has, I mean, she knows I, I bash on keto quite a bit, but um, you might know that um, I, I trash on on keto as often as I possibly can. I don't remember the last time I um, spun it or put it in a positive light the last time I was talking about it. And the reason that is, is because the ketogenic diet is something that people have used for a long time to lose body fat. 
to change the way their body looks, change their body composition, lose weight, whatever you want to call it. So I'm not sure where it originally came from, but my guess is that uh, it was it was being tested to figure out um, the benefits as far as health goes, not just losing weight, but cognitive benefit benefits for brain function, um, internal benefits as far as how your body functions uh, on a day-to-day basis and things like that. And then people started to, do, to lose weight. My guess is that from there, it turned into a fad diet like it is now, like Atkins, um, you know, any sort of other low-carb diets, paleo, uh, and things like that. So my guess is that that is where the diet originally came from. I'm not 100% sure, but it really doesn't freaking matter right now because that is the main reason that people are using the ketogenic diet. Uh, it's getting a little better now that things are becoming more out in the open with social media and things like that as far as the diet being horrible. Um, for fat loss, or not the best for fat loss, I should say, but people are still going to it um, in order to lose body fat. So before I get into any detail and explanation on why I think it's horrible, let's first start talk start talking about what the ketogenic diet is. The ketogenic diet is a, a diet that is designed to put your body into ketosis. And what happens when you are in ketosis is your body, your body, or your brain, I should say, your brain and your body runs off of um, these these byproducts of fat called ketones. And so it's an energy source that your brain can use um, as fuel and that your body can use as fuel. It's just basically think of it as using fat uh, for fuel instead of glucose from carbohydrates. And so what happens is you go into ketosis then your body starts producing these uh, byproducts called ketones, and that's what your body um, runs off of and uses for fuel. Now, what happened, to go back on the history a little bit, is that we we realized uh, over time after studying the diet that these ketones are actually a really good and clean source of fuel for the brain. And then, once it got into fitness marketing, it turned into, oh, okay, well, the ketones are really good. They're a really good fuel source for the brain, for the body. Uh, it's basically just like tapping into your fat stores and using that for fuel, and you won't use anything else for fuel. All the food that you eat, you won't use for fuel. You'll just use these ketones as long as you're in ketosis. That's how it first started out. That is the ketogenic diet. Now, in, now the question is, how do we get into ketosis? Um, how you get into ketosis is basically just weaning or completely cutting off a large majority of your carbohydrate intake. You want your carbohydrates to be low enough to where your body doesn't choose to run off of glucose from those carbohydrates, but instead runs off of the ketones that you're getting from your fat diet or from the fat uh, in your body or the fat that you eat. So what happens is you restrict carbohydrates a crap ton. Um, it uh, it obviously ranges. The amount of carbohydrates that you consume ranges, you know, depending on uh, your gender, how big you are, how much lean mass you have, things like that. But um, a range for women that I have seen to get into ketosis is anywhere from 25 grams uh, to 35, maybe. 40 grams of carbohydrates um, in a day. That is that is basically nothing. And then men, anywhere from like 35 to 50 in a day, which is also nothing. 50 is extremely high. Usually people start to get out of ketosis once they reach the 35 and 40 gram range. So if you eat a banana or half of a, you know, if you, depending on your size, if you eat Bit a bit of a banana, you're already close to being over your carbohydrate goal for the day. So it's very low carbohydrate, and then it's very high fat. 
um, or at least encourages more fat than you probably have been eating. And then it's moderate protein because the body can take um, protein and also break it down and convert it into glucose to use for fuel as well. So if you have too much of it, um, then your body isn't going to be in ketosis. This is the original ketogenic diet. And there's another reason I'm not a fan of it because of the protein, and I'll get to that. Um, but this is the original ketogenic diet. Now it's turned into, oh, I'm going to go on the ketogenic diet. I'm going to eat um, a bunch of fat and I'm going to eat a bunch of protein, a bunch of animal products, and then I'm just going to minimize my carbohydrate intake to basically nothing. This isn't exactly the carbo or the, excuse me, the ketogenic diet because, because you're, because you're, how many times can I say because, uh, because your protein is so high, like I mentioned, your body is still using that as a fuel source, converting it into glucose. So your body is not technically in ketosis. You're defeating the purpose while cutting out all your carbohydrate in, intake. Um, and so that's bad. So that's basically what it's turned into now. So overall, that's what the ketogenic diet is. It's a very low carb, high fat, moderate protein diet. Now, the question is, how did it come to be a fad diet that people are using to lose weight? So if you're not familiar with diets at all and how they work, this is essentially what it is. It is a caloric restriction. So it is a setup to where you would then enter a state where you are eating less than you burn in the day. So you're in a caloric deficit because of the calorie restriction in the diet. And due to that calorie restriction, you tend to lose weight. It's, it's, it's basically putting a pretty bow on the law of thermodynamics as far as calories in versus calories out. Now, at the end of the day, it's, it's not anything about the diet that is special because if it was, let's face it, you could be on the ketogenic diet and eat as much food as you possibly want and not gain any weight and still be losing weight, but that's just not the case. No matter what, how clean, how unhealthy, how good the food is, whatever, you can't really get around calories in versus calories out. Does the quality of the food make an impact on calories in versus calories out? Absolutely, and of course. Um, but I can't get into detail about that today because we're here to talk about the ketogenic diet. So anyway, most diets are set up that way to where uh, the, the diet puts you in a calorie-restricted state. And with the ketogenic diet specifically, this happens because you are restricting carbohydrates. So most of us, I mean, just, just think about your day and the things that you eat. How abundant are car carbohydrates in your diet or at least even in your household? Probably very abundant. Finding fats and finding carbohydrates in the foods that we eat today is effortless. Carbohydrates are literally everywhere. And you're probably eating them on a relatively consistent basis, which is not a bad thing. It's a good thing as long as they're clean and healthy sources of carbohydrates. But then you start the ketogenic diet and you basically cut out a bunch of different food groups. And if not cut it out, then you, you reduce it by 90, 95% of your normal intake. So in doing that, you get rid of, I mean, I'd be willing to bet at least 500 calories a day uh, in your intake. So when you restrict all of those calories and take all of those calories out, sure, of course, you're going to lose weight. At the end of the day, the ketogenic diet that is used for fat loss is simply eating less to lose body weight. It's nothing special with using ketones. It's nothing special with having a high fat diet. It's at the end of the day, it, all it's doing is asking you to reduce calories to lose weight. 
That's literally all it is. So that's how we got to the state of, or that's how, that's, um, excuse me, what the ketogenic diet is in terms of fat loss um, and how it's being used as a fad diet instead of what it was originally created for. Now, going off of that, that brings me to my two points as to why I really, really do not like this diet, along with pretty much every single other diet. So the first reason, like I mentioned, is that carbohydrates are so restricted. They are extremely restricted. And there are a few reasons why I don't like that alone. The first reason is because it just doesn't work with the modern lifestyles that we live now. If you want to be someone that enjoys the foods you like, and I'm not talking about people get confused when I say enjoy the foods you like. There's there's a difference between, you know, having a banana and eating a whole pint of ice cream. That's those are that's binging versus enjoying. You know what I'm saying? So if you want to at least enjoy the foods that you like, some carbohydrates, even fruits, things like that, you want to have one slice of pizza when you're out with your friends, this diet, if you follow it properly, completely keeps you from doing that. Now, sure, I understand that you need to give things up, certain things up that are relative to your goal, but this isn't even an option or a, a, a matter of relativity. No matter what you're trying to achieve on the ketogenic diet, you are so restricted on carbohydrates, so that puts you in a state where you have to restrict those and cut them out of your lifestyle. That's going to make your social life hard. That's going to make just, um, you know, eating with, I mean, that is social life, eating with those that you love, going out to dinner with them, it's going to make it difficult. And it's going to make being consistent difficult. I preach this all the time in all things, health, fitness, wellness, nutrition, whatever the hell it is. If you are extremely consistent, you will see some sort of change. If it's an extremely restricting diet, if it's a barely restricting diet, if you're doing, you know, eating more than you used to, if you're consistent with your exercise and your nutrition, if you're consistent with one small improvement, you will see change over time. More so than you would, you know, inconsistently having one big improvement. So the ketogenic diet does not allow you to be consistent because of that restriction. The third reason that I am not a fan um, of that of that carbohydrate restriction is because of athletic performance. Now, some will say, you know, oh, you can definitely still build muscle on the ketogenic diet, and muscle I think is very important because it fuels our metabolism. Um, sure, there are definitely people that have built muscle on the ketogenic diet, but here's the thing: a large majority of the people that have done this understand nutrition entirely. They still understand that they need to be eating in a um, a caloric surplus. They understand that they need they need to be eating more protein. So really, they're not in ketosis. They're probably just high fat, very low carb, very high protein. Because you got to have that dietary protein to help build that lean muscle tissue. So anyway, it is possible, but these are the one percent of the one percent that make this happen. And usually. They don't do the ketogenic diet because they think it's just better for fat loss and performance. They usually enjoy it because if it's their lifestyle or it helps their brain health, they have some other thing, other thing that they're working through, things like that. Like me personally, um, I value my brain health with the condition that I have that I'm trying to overcome and beat. So I do value a high fat diet. That doesn't mean I go ketogenic and restrict my carbohydrates, but you get the point. So that's the, those are the kind of people that are seeing these results from the, the ketogenic diet. Carbohydrates are so, so, so very important for athletic performance in the gym. And I can just take the word athletic out of it for any performance in the gym. If you're resistance training, if you are sprinting, if you are running, if you are doing whatever it is, kettlebell work, I don't even care. You need carbohydrates to perform well. 
Think about the days where you have barely had any carbohydrates versus the days where you've had plenty. Your energy levels are extremely different. And if training and resistance training and increasing your weight in the gym every single day is important for your overall fat loss goal, you don't want to hinder what you're trying to do in the gym by restricting your carbohydrates. So that's the third reason that I am just not a fan of restricting carbohydrates in general. So first part of the ketogenic diet that I do not like whatsoever is the calorie restriction slash carbohydrate restriction. Um, within that, the first thing is because uh, it's just very hard to fit into uh, a normal lifestyle. It's impossible to be consistent uh, or at least very, very, very challenging. And then three, um, it is going to negatively impact your performance in the gym and in life in general, especially if you play a sport. Uh, so going off of that first part, the carbohydrate restriction that I don't like, bouncing into the second part um, is the uh, is the moderate protein intake that the ketogenic diet uh, recommends. So if you've listened to episodes before, you know that I believe that building the metabolism is the best way to make fat loss easier. And I'll talk more about this later because the person asked what's a better alternative. Um, but using resistance training and weight training and strength training to make the metabolism faster is going to be the easiest way for you to lose fat and keep the fat off long term. Now, dietary protein and the amino acids that you get from your dietary protein are going to help you build lean muscle tissue that will influence in a positive way your metabolism. So once you take your dietary protein out or you cut it in half or whatever it might be, you are going to negatively impact the benefits that you are trying to get from the effort you are putting in the gym. You're hurting yourself. Dietary protein is one of the most underconsumed nutrients ever. Right now, I mean, all the clients that I get, 95% of them underconsume protein by at least 50% of their daily intake or where they should be. So it's extremely important that protein is high, especially if you are lifting weights, if you are working out, if you are training, if you are trying to make sure that you at least, main, at the very least, maintain your lean muscle tissue. It's important that your the dietary protein is high. A lot of people that go on this very strict ketogenic diet lose weight, but they also lose a ton of muscle mass because they don't have the carbohydrates to fuel their workouts, to help their muscles um, use glucose for energy and also restore um, any sort of glycogen stores. So, they, so they're losing muscle and they don't, they don't have the protein to keep that muscle up as well. So they're, they're basically beating themselves up, putting themselves into a catabolic, which is a muscle breakdown state, um, and not doing anything to rebuild and repair. So they're breaking down, breaking down, breaking down. And their, their poor selves are sitting there saying, I'm working out so hard. I'm losing weight. This is great. And then they realize I'm losing all this muscle. Then afterward, they go off the ketogenic diet because they lost 50 pounds. And then they go back to what they were eating before, but they have an even slower metabolism than they did at the start. So they don't have the metabolism to support that. They gain all the weight back and then some. So, I mean, that was going off on a tangent, but the dietary protein has to be high in order to at least, at the very least, maintain your lean muscle tissue to have a fast and healthy um, functioning metabolism. So that is the second reason that I am just not a big fan of the ketogenic diet. Uh, the third reason is, is um, it, this is just diets in general. But the third reason that I really dislike this diet is because it does not teach people um, 
about food. It doesn't teach them about what is in food, how much, how many portions they should be eating for their goals, their lifestyle, their current weight, whatever it might be. It gives the person doing the diet no form of education on food. And you might be thinking, I don't give a shit about education. I don't give a shit about the food that I'm eating. I just want to know what to eat, when to eat it, and that's it. I totally get that. You want a blanket statement. You want black and white. I totally understand. But you have to consider that if you take that route, that instant gratification route, instant, easy, quick fix route, you are going to be doing that for the rest of your life. In my eyes, it is well worth it to take a year, two years, three years to really learn a lot about nutrition, whether you hire a coach, you do some research, you read books, you figure a lot about nutrition test things out on yourself, whatever it is, you learn a lot about nutrition. That way you can carry things on to the rest of your life without having to yo-yo diet over and over and over and over and over again. So it's extremely important that you take that into consideration. The ketogenic diet, I mean, what are you learning about nutrition? If I just tell you, hey, uh, cut your carbs down to 35 grams, increase your fat to 150 grams a day, and then make sure your protein is no higher than 60 grams a day. What does that teach you about nutrition and how it works for your body and your goals? Absolutely freaking nothing at all. So it's very important to understand that when you are following a nutrition protocol, you are learning things as well. You're asking your coach why you're doing what you're doing. You're researching why some sort of protocol asks for that. You're trying to understand nutrition completely inside and out that way. This whole fat loss thing is a cakewalk for you down the road, and you never have to learn how to do it again. Do you know what I'm saying? So make sure you take that into consideration. So that's the third reason that I am just not a fan of the ketogenic diet whatsoever. Uh, and so that brings us to the last part of the question is, okay, what is a better alternative? If the ketogenic diet is not the answer, what's a better alternative? Actually, you know what? Before I get into this, I do want to mention real quick, like I said in the Instagram story, when I answered it on there, I do appreciate the cognitive benefits and the benefits for brain function and brain health that the ketogenic diet delivers. So if someone is saying, hey, I, you know, my, my, my mom has Alzheimer's. I think I want to put her on a ketogenic diet uh, or at least a very high fat diet to see if it improves her cognitive function. By all means, go for it. I mean, there is study after study after study after study showing what a high fat, healthy fat, what a high fat diet does for brain function and brain health. I'm all on board for that. But to say that you want to lose fat by restricting your carbohydrates and completely restricting your calories, it's idiotic. They're two different things. Some diets serve a good purpose, but almost all of them are not good for fat loss. So I do want to say that I do appreciate the ketogenic diet in certain contexts. Okay. So going off of that, what's a better alternative? The better alternative, and you, I'm sure you guys are sick of hearing it at this point, but this is the freaking reality. Okay. Okay. The better alternative is sitting down, writing down what your goals are, what you want to achieve, what you want to get out of the journey, what you want to learn, and then you assess your current food intake. Assess what your body is used to for 10 to 14 days. I say this every damn episode. I hope you guys, at least one person is doing this. Track your food intake on MyFitnessPal, Secret, whatever it is, measure what you eat. Weigh what you eat, and then it's going to show you everything that is going on in your life nutritionally. When you have a bird's eye view of all of that, you are able to pinpoint problems and make up a solution. If you don't have that, you're going to be playing a guessing game for the rest of your life. 
This is why I have all of my clients track their food intake because it tells me exactly, exactly what I need to help them work on because they're not going to pay me so I can just play guessing games all damn day. No, they're paying me to figure out what the problem is and to help them find a solution. So I need to have a bird's eye view on that. Do you know what I'm saying? So do the same thing for yourself. Track your food intake, see where you're at and figure out what the best solution is for your goals. And I'm sure you're sitting there saying, I want a straightaway answer. I just want the whole freaking thing. Just tell me what to do. That's not how this works. That's not how, have you ever noticed how there's no get rich quick scheme? There's no secret to being a millionaire. There's no, you know, secret to having greater wealth. There's no secret to losing fat. It's all a process because each and every single individual person is vastly different from the other. So you have to figure out where you're at and what works best for you and your goals. I recommend, I'll, I'll give you, for the sake of this podcast, I'll give you a general breakdown of what I think you should do if your goal is to lose body fat, okay? Here's what you do. Track your food intake for 10 to 14 days. Do not impress yourself. Do not try to improve, impress anybody. Eat as you normally would, but you weigh, measure, track every single thing that you put in your mouth, eating and drinking, okay? From there, you see what you're eating. Then you figure out, okay, I want to lose body fat. In order to do that, I have to cut out X amount of calories from my diet. If you're currently eating 1,500 calories and you want to cut out 500 calories to lose about a pound a week, you know, whatever, depending on if you're hardly exercising or whatnot, you want to lose a pound a week so you cut out 500 calories a day. So you're eating 1,500 calories. Do you really think, ask yourself, do you really think that you can support yourself and do well and be a sane, happy person eating 1,000 calories per day? Hell to the no. Absolutely not. You are in a state where you need to improve your metabolism. Eat more, get leaner ebook, shameless plug. It's free. Download it. If you're not, you're missing out and you're a dummy. Okay. So figure that out. Realize, will I be happy eating a thousand calories a day? Probably not. So, oh, okay. I'm going to rebuild my metabolism. I'm going to weight train. I'm going to strength train. I'm going to eat more protein. I'm going to slowly increase my caloric uh, intake over time. So that way later down the road, I'm maintaining my same weight that I have now eating a thousand calories more. How easy do you think fat loss will be if you weigh the same, like six months from now, even a year, whatever it might be, more consistent you are, the slower or the, the least amount of time it will take. If you weigh the same, but you're weighing the same and maintaining that current weight, eating a thousand calories more every single day, how much easier will fat loss be? So much easier. Okay. Now let's, let's spin it a little bit. You track your food intake 10 to 14 days and you sit down and you go, oh my gosh, I am eating 3000 calories a day and I am a 160 pound female, you're in a, you're, you need to cut down those calories just a little bit. Cut out 500, go to 2,500 calories, and then track your average weight. Weigh yourself every single morning, take the average of that, and see how your weight changes based on the food that you're eating every single week and the amount of food that you're eating every single week. If you're eating and your average weight drops every single week, there's no need to change it. If you're eating and it stalls out and you're in a place where you, can, where you have room for calories to take down, reduce your calories a little bit, okay? You need to be able to track everything and see what's going on to really figure out how your body works. And in this process, you're going to learn a lot about your body too, all right? So in a nutshell, I don't want to go on, on, on for another 30 minutes on how to do this. That's why the ebook's there. I've done several episodes on this. Um, but that is the better, better alternative 
to the ketogenic diet, to the paleo diet, to the bulletproof diet, to all these stupid diets out there. The better alternative is tracking your food intake, tracking your training, tracking your steps, seeing everything that's going on with you and your fitness and your journey, and then figuring out what you need to do next in order to get to your goals. There is no diet out there that's going to know you perfectly well. Only you do that. All right. So that's what I recommend as far as a better alternative. Um, Guys, this episode was fantastic. I loved it. If you know someone that needs to hear this about the ketogenic diet, make sure you send it to them. Share this episode on your Instagram story. Tag me, whatever you got to do. Make sure you spread the love. Get it out there. The world needs to hear this. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe it is over already. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hey, listen in. If you have a health and fitness goal that you are trying to reach, I don't know what else to say other than to say it must be a match made in heaven. If you didn't know already, Pullman Fitness exists to transform the body, mind, and spirit through personal coaching and sustainable fitness plans for any stage of life. So if you want to reach your goals, build sustainability, and enjoy life all at the same time, you guys got to check out Premier Coaching at Pullman Fitness. From custom tailored programming to 24-7 access to your personal coach, you'll have everything that you need to succeed. You guys can find out a lot more about Premier Coaching as well as our membership program at PullmanFitness.com. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, share the love by leaving a five-star review and introducing the podcast to your friends and family. As always, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, this is The podcast.